You're listening to The Full Broadside. Hey everybody, welcome again to another episode of The Full Broadside, episode 3. Once again, I am your host, Cyberjock. Uh, we have co-hosts again, as, as we have. Uh, I have, in no particular order, Mando, KJ, and Mr. Sock. How's it going today, guys? Hey, well, how's it going, Cyber, everybody out there in Warship's land? I'm obviously the best, so, yeah. <laughs> Doing well, thank you, Absolutely, it's it's great to be here. I'm I'm excited again to talk about some ships. Um, real quick, I wanted to um, right out the gate here um, bring up something we talked about the research bureau last week, and I forgot to ask a question that I thought about after you know when I was editing the show and I missed out on it, and I wanted to ask it this week since we're all here. And in the research bureau, once I get to what do we say, the fifth line, because I've unlocked four. Actually, there's two questions. Unlocking four, do you guys feel that I need to have purchased said ship or just unlocked it with research points? The answer to that is you just need to have it unlocked. You don't need to actually purchase the ship. Okay, well, that makes that question simple. Perfect. So I've got four then unlocked. The next step then is to get the fifth because I didn't see that weird little diamond shape thing appear yet. Um, I can only, I understand I can only research or reset a line that I've completed. So it'll be one of those four. The big question is if I have say three, four of those ships, when I reset that line, do I automatically lose them and get the money for them? Or do I want to sell them all first and then reset it? I don't no, think it makes a difference. Yeah, it'll you'll they will resell for you when you reset the line, and all of your modules will get um, uninstalled. Your captains will get put back into reserve. It does it all for you as soon as you click the button. Um, the important thing to remember is when you are running up the research bureau line. Now that you've researched it, you have to actually purchase the ship and then play it in a battle to get those research points. So it kind of forces you into repurchasing those ships back again. It's not like you can just unlock them, free XP, go up to the next ship, unlock that one, et cetera, et cetera. You actually have to unlock it, purchase it, play it in a battle, and then on the completion of that first battle, you'll get your research points for that tier. Okay, well, that that answers that, but it also brings up uh, one additional question because I forgot to ask about the captains. Now, if I have a captain, let's let's say I'm going to uh, reset the French battleship line, and I have a captain that I've been rotating on the Jean Bart as well as the Alsace. Once I reset, clearly they don't get rid of my premiums. I purchase those. That will stay. It's not part of the line. Um, when the Alsace goes back and they send the captain to the uh, reserves, is his 
uh, proficiency with the ship reset, or now do I have to, when I put him on a new ship that I've researched at lower tier, working my way up, do I have to reset him by paying for it via uh, captain skill points, or do I have to just tough it out? What, what's the what's the thought so there? The captain will be reset as far as the qualification you will not lose the captain points so if you have a 19 point captain you'll still maintain all of the captain's points but using your example if you have a captain that is qualified in the Alsace and you research the line the you go up through the tiers up to and the points start at tier six so you can actually purchase and XP your way up to tier six tier six is when you first regain your research points or gain the research points that's when you'll have to retrain that captain to be qualified on that tier six ship still maintain the points you just got to do the qualification to qualify that captain on the ship okay so so my 19 point captain is currently zero of 19 when i reset the line he will go back to 19 of 19 and i'll have to reallocate them then no, he will be 19 of, I'm sorry, zero of 19. You just have to re-qualify that captain on whatever ship that you're going to put them on. So okay, are, so, yeah, so I'd have to correct. pay for the basic training again or, you know, free, uh, not free XP it or captain XP through it. Correct, yeah, you okay. still have to do the, the basic training. but So it's the wanna... same It's the same as the current line. If, if I move him from a 6 and I unlock the 7, I buy the 7, I put him in it, now he has to relearn the new ship. Correct. Okay, all right. That that's, I think that answers that. Uh, anything else pop up in your heads about the Research Bureau, guys? I know you guys don't have a ton of experience in it either. Not yet. No. Um, I haven't done anything with it, and to be honest, like we've... Like we discussed last week, at this point, I probably won't. Okay, yeah. I, I am kicking around the option, and as I'm getting closer, I'm I'm trying to ask all these questions, so when it happens, then... Okay, then I then I have an idea what I'm doing. So, all right, uh, moving on. I don't want to stay too much on that. That was last week's stuff, but I had those questions. I needed to get out, or it was going to eat at me. It ate at me all week long, and dang it, I needed to get it out. So, um, how's the dockyard going for everybody? I know it's what week two now since it dropped, and for me, it's going a little slow. How about you guys? Yes, slow. I'm on shipbuilding phase six. Um, I haven't started on the third set of directives yet, but I figure that by the time I finish, well, by the time I finish the third set of directives, I believe I'll be on level nine. So I'll be one step away from the Graspy. Nice. I it, this is the part in the show where everybody throws rotten tomatoes at me. I'm I'm on stage fifteen. Yeah, but <laughs> so you're the the doctor is going really good for me. Wow. Yeah, but I can hear the whale splashing from here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how did you do that? I can hear There's the- a bit of a whale tail slapping in the water on that one. I did I did purchase the initial, the 8,000 doubloons to take it up to the tier 10. Uh, and then I've Okay, been and that gives going, you what? That gives you what, eight stages? I uh, believe it takes you straight up to tier 10 uh, from what I remember. I'm pretty sure it gives you eight stages. The, uh, so you're what, stage 15? Yeah, I'm on stage 15. Stage right? eight. Okay, so you're actually at you've done you've actually done seven stages, correct? But I'm on dockyard stage fifteen. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, that that brings a question then, since, since you know, there's there's other people that you know have, may have questions about that out there. Um, I mean, I saw that at the very beginning, but once I started playing, it suddenly went away uh, because I had advanced beyond that point. So now that I'm at phase six, I just completed that today, uh, being an off day. So I was able to do that, and I'm I'm starting on the third set of directives now. Does that I mean, you, you have to wait until certain, you know, the, you know, uh, what is it? Directive stack four doesn't open for another six days. And I was a day late into three. So it's seven days between them. Does that jump you? Does that just give you a certain amount of phases? And then you go through phase one, two, three, and four, being that they start out at what, nine, 10, 11, 12. Is that how it works or, or how, how did that go? No, with the initial purchase that I did with with the doubloons, it took me right up to that staging point, and then I I'm going through the normal battle missions along with everybody else. Yeah, I just it just gives you a jump start. Okay, all right, that's kind of what I was curious because I was I was thinking about it, but I just didn't have the doubloons, and I couldn't convince the wife, or I didn't attempt to convince the wife. Let's just say that. So I, I left, don't think it I left that be. It. Yeah, if, I mean that's the thing. For somebody who has the time. For somebody who has the time to complete the stages, um, you can do all of them except two with the directives. And at that point, it's probably, I don't know how much gold it would be, but it's not a, it's a fairly trivial amount of gold to get the, the Odin. That's probably what I might end up doing. Because I think I have a good shot at getting, to excuse me, all the directives completed because I've been completing, I've been completing them before the next one comes out. Well, see, and that was a question I was going to ask you guys is, is how are you doing with completing them? Um, minus Mando, of course, since he jumped ahead. Um, <laughs> but but the, the rest of us that are actually, uh, you know, fighting our way through it, I am a day late. Um, I'm not ahead of the game. I'm not having to wait. I'm actually a day late getting into the third set of directives now. And uh, they look okay, but I'm starting to wonder if I continue to, to have troubles. I mean, I happen to be off a few days this week, but I mean, by the t- if I don't get to it and I go back to work, I only have a couple hours every night to play. I, I am really running the risk of not being able to achieve even the 10th to get well, the graph space. So, so I'm curious to see you know, how, how the rest of you guys are doing with that. And if you think, if you're going to play it through, if you think you'll be able to make it to the Odin, obviously purchasing the last two if you decide to go that route. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I, I'm sitting at the point where I don't know that I'll get to the 10 uh, to get the graph speed. And if I do get beyond that, how much more am I going to have to put in gold-wise to get to the Odin if I really want it? How far behind am I going to be? Right. Well, the thing that's important to remember is that if you target the directives and you play for a, a specific mission, they're not actually that hard to get. You know, I understand that one of the missions in level 2 was 180,000 XP. That's a lot to get. That's just kind of one of those things that you just have to play. But all these, pretty much all these missions, you can do them in co-op. So if it's something like get X amount of ribbons or get X amount of torpedo hits or, or whatever... You can just kind of farm it and co-op, and that seems to have been the fastest way that I did it. Or be like, okay, I need 5,000 main battery hits. I'm going to play the Smolensk for a few games and just get that done now. That kind of thing. If you if you target the directives and you really try to go for them, rather than just I'll play and they happen as they happen, it goes much quicker. Okay, and and 
that was something that I was thinking. Well, I can I can jump into like if it's main battery hits, I can jump in the Atlanta. But the question is, it, it puts you know some of those directives have a limitation on what what uh, countries they're from. And if the United States is not one of them, okay, my Atlanta is not going to qualify. Or if they want a battleship to be doing it uh, in, in these countries, I can't take my cruiser that hits a ton. I've got to get a battleship out there. So some of the guys, I, I know I've been talking in divs with some of the guys, and some of them are uh, a little frustrated with that part of it, being that they're kind of limited. They can't just jump in any ship and go. They have to play specific ships and specific countries to to uh, accomplish this stuff. Yeah, you're, you're right. So go, going through the directives, here's for the show, okay, for episode three, here's my first fun boat torpedo. I'm going to sling this out there, guys. Yeah, I already <laughs> used that so, as a title last week, so we can't use that again. Um, so come up with another catchy little term, terminology or a little saying, and I'll put that on there. I, I know. I, I'm going to sling this one out there. I did, and shame on war games, I, did, I, I ran into a little bit of a paywall on... Um, on the third directive and i'm scrolling down i'm looking at it and in one battle it says help your team cause 105,000 hit points of damage on your spotting and it can only be done in a german or a kriegsmarine carrier and as we all know as far as i know the only carrier in the game that is kriegsmarine is the the graf zeppelin and so to me that's a paywall because somebody might not have the Graf Zeppelin, they didn't spend the money or, you know, for whatever their own personal reasons. And so I, to me, that's a paywall for, a, you know, for a casual player not having but in there. let me counter you. You don't have to complete all the missions to get all the things for the directives. Correct. You only need seven and there's like 10 or 12 missions in each one. And really the only ones that you really need to care about completing are the ones that give you the shipbuilding phases. No, you you are absolutely correct, and I and I do agree with you on that one. However, if you get somebody like me that's a little uh, OCD, I got to get all my missions completed. And if if you have a player out there that runs along those lines, it's going to drive them bananas. Uh, not being able to complete, you know, one or two of the, the it sounds a little bit like a personal problem. Well, you know, I'm I'm going to piggy I'm going to piggyback there too because. You know, you can't just focus on the ones that give you a phase because there's only two or three in each uh, set of directives. You know, like uh, directive three, there's only three of them. So two, one of them is to get seven done. The other two, if you complete them, you get automatically a phase bumped up. Great. Okay. The problem is I still have to do five of those other ones. So, I mean, yeah, there's, yes. there's ten to but choose from after there, that. But My point there is that you, you still don't have to do all of them. There's... I haven't looked at uh, directives set three, four, five, and what, however many more there are. I think there might only be, I think there's seven or something. I don't know. I don't really care right now. Um, but I know for the first two that you can do, you know, the missions, you don't have to do all of them. You can do ones that you can do in any ship. The thing, the thing is, the kicker that they get you, and I think what you guys are trying to get at here without actually saying it, is the easiest missions to complete are the ones that require you to have the specific ships. Correct. Yeah, somewhat. So I'll, I'll agree with you halfway on that one. Um, it, okay, explain somewhat. Tell me more about that. I, I just somewhat. think it's, it, again, I, I 
find it some I find it like a paywall that in order to get the easiest missions done you have to have X ship or Y ship in your port that's typically a premium ship that you have to have had unlocked and for somebody that hasn't been playing for a long time it they have they have the disadvantage of having to go through the longer mission without having to go through the shorter mission just because you have a ship in your port to, to me that smells tastes like a paywall but that's just my opinion oh i totally agree with you there <clears throat> that brings back uh, that brings to mind some other missions like you know all those missions that they do is sometimes where you like you get a premium ship at the end of it and yes, um but absolutely. you kind of need like in order to get those pre- that tier five premium ship you need to have like a gazillion tier 10s just because you need so much XP. That's kind of what I mean. Like you have to be a really good player in order to get these premium ships and you probably have to have, and you probably have to have a lot of premium ships in order to get these premium ships. So it kind of means that the people who aren't, don't have any of that stuff, you know, they might only have up to tier seven or something. We might not have many premium ships any or any at all. They just don't stand a ghost of a chance of getting uh, any of these missions complete. And I will give another shout out to Wargame uh, with their transparency on the dockyard by coming out front and saying you will, in order to complete it, you will have to spend, it's like 3,000 doubloons. So you, they came right out front and said you will not be able to complete this unless you spend X amount of doubloons. And so I, I, I give them a, a credit for that. So you know what you're getting into yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, one thing I think that would be neat, <clears throat> or I think would be proper if they did, uh, if they did this, would be do something like what they used to do in World of Tanks and what they still do. And that is uh, sets of missions, but each set of missions gives you a discount coupon for the ship. So the first directive gives you 10% off. And then if you complete all 10 directives, then you get the ship for free with each directive being a, a pr- another progressive 10% off of it. So it's like a reward for playing the game. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I I would like to see that because, you know, for a long time, I was that guy that didn't have premium uh, level account. I I didn't have, I wasn't paying anything. I was playing it for free. Absolutely. And it was taken forever. And, you know, that was the frustrating thing about it. If I don't put something into it and get a premium ship so I can earn credits better and have a premium account going, you know, it's a long, long haul. And, uh, you know, if they did something like that, I think it'd be really nice because now you're, you're lending a little aid to those people and you're rewarding them for playing. So yeah. I would love to see that. From what I understand, the majority of players are, um, if not entirely free to play, pretty close. You know, might not run a premium account or might only run a premium account, you know, maybe have one or two premium ships. I, I do realize that I am a fairly rare breed with 50-something premium ships. Wow, fifty? Yeah, I, I've got like something four. like four. <laughs> I have. I don't now, have now, very many. You know, I've, I've. I think I have more premium ships than I do tech tree ships. I mean, I've got pretty much all of the tier nine premiums, and a lot of that is because you know I had one of them, so I was making a crap ton of credits and XP, and I was getting a lot of coal. So it it, it kind of turns into a spend money to make money kind of thing. Yeah, the yeah, old American it, it way. Does. Well, one thing that I've noticed is, as far as the like the dockyard and the trend that Wargame is, Wargame is is kind of 
turning towards is you mentioned in the past where you had an event and I'm going to use the like the Italian ship line that came out where you, you the event came out and you had the missions and at the end of the mission you you got the uh, the Gorizia uh, and it was pretty much guaranteed if you if you were in game at the time and ran it you were going to get the tier five at the end and I'm noticing I don't know about you guys but I'm noticing a trend where wargaming is kind of steering away from that now and they're no longer you're no it's no longer guaranteed to get a ship it's almost like you now you almost have to spend doubloons or you you almost have to, to to put a little bit of real money into it to get something and and i'll use the russian pre-release tech tree as an example where i went through and i did the free uh, and all like you know i got the, the first tier five premium but then anything else after that you really had to sink some money into it to get any of the other pre-release you know pre-releases out there so i yeah, to me i didn't really like that yeah, I'm noticing this trend with wargaming going away from, hey, we're going to throw this tier five at you and, and give you. And now it's it's even just to get that tier five, you 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 got to spend real money on it now. And I don't know if I like the direction that they're going with that. Well, I think unfortunate, um, unfortunately, if they are going that, I still see an awful lot of those premium ships out there. There was a ton in just about every match that, that I got into you know you're you're seeing all of these new french premium ships out there and i guarantee you nobody had had gone through and very few had actually unlocked all that stuff and people are are pumping their money into it maybe they're saving it up maybe they're doing it i don't know maybe they're doing that i know some guys put away money for the christmas containers and and i guess that's that's one way to do it but but if if they put forth something like this and people are still buying it it's not going to go away yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And case in point is, and you guys know that I am a huge Warhammer fan, and I was highly disappointed in the Warhammer event that came out because I was expecting to go through an event like the pre-release and get a certain set of missions and I can get some containers dropped and then boom, at the end of this, I can get a really cool ship. No, I got to spend 50 bucks to go out and buy a, a ship, uh, which is worse stats than a tech tree. So... Shame on you, Wargaming. I am highly disappointed in this event. Yeah, for like the two ship bundles, like 179. I mean, they could have at least made it a decent ship. I mean, it's an Amagi. Right? right? I, I would have spent money on something if it would have had a premium gimmick or something that was a little bit better than the tech tree. No, I mean, they made it, and, and I'm not going to spend 50 bucks for a paint job. I'm, I'm sorry. You used the forbidden word there, gimmick. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying. All all of the 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 premium everyone has got a little bit of a gimmick to it. It's not a gimmick. It's a feature. I yeah, a feature. I, I a feature. I stand corrected. It's like saying Windows doesn't have any errors. They're all undocumented features. <laughs> yeah, and we were talking before the show a little bit about these ships, uh, these Warhammer ships, and uh, being them both Amagis. I mean, you know, KJ, you were you were mentioning that it was uh, it was a lesser of the Amagi. It, it had a fancier paint job, but it wasn't as good as the, as the Amagi itself. Right. It's, oh, is it like a stock Amagi? Uh, it's actually, I think, it's kind of worse. I mean, it's you've got like thirty three second reloads on the main batteries. Um, secondaries are like a maximum range of seven point five six kilometers. <laughs> Doesn't really have any AA, no real concealment, weak, weak armor belts. I mean, that's, yeah, I know the Magi's not great, but at least you can build it up some, but that's just kind of 
Is it fast? Yeah. At least I, I admit I haven't looked at this like at all. Uh, let me see what I can find. Is it on normal that. Amagi, My understanding is that it is the same, except for it has a longer main battery reload. Um, and getting back to the topic on hand, I know that there are people out there, and I went back and forth with it, that would purchase this just strictly for the captain, because I know the captains have the voiceover, and it, you know it, it goes with the Warhammer theme. But then again, I got to thinking, eventually someone's going to put a mod out where you can get the captain voice and put it on your voiceovers anyway, so it kind of defeats... Yeah. Are you not able to buy the captains out, right? No, captains come come bundled with the ships. So I know they have done that in the past, where you've been able to buy like the captain without the ship. Right, and who knows? They may do that later. But you know, and that's one thing they do a lot, or at least something they used to do. They don't so much do that anymore. This was more of a World of Tanks thing, where they would put out the really expensive bundle first. And then it would be like, this bundle is only going to be around for seven days. Then everybody would buy that being like, oh, crap, I got to get this bundle. Even though like it has all this crap I don't want, but it has this tank or whatever that I really want, or this camo or whatever. And then four and a half, five days into the into that sale, they'd put on, they'd sell just that tank and everybody would be like, what the f*** we're gaming. <laughs> right, and I think they did some of that early on too. And but yes, I think that was budget. an appropriate time for us to break our PG rating. We get one; we're allowed one. <laughs> well, I can I can mute you at that point too if I need to. <laughs> and we got it's more funny if you bleep it. Yeah, I'll have to dig out a bleep. I, I didn't expect to do that. We've all been pretty good, except you, Sock. You've, that's twice now. Um, but anyway, um, these but captains you, are, the, for PG thirteen aren't you PG thirteen or whatever? Aren't you allowed one? You're allowed one f bomb in the whole show. I, one. I don't know. Yes, you are. are you're you? allowed one. Yes, you are allowed <laughs> one. Well, I, I don't know. I have to read up on the uh, on the requirements for the explicit tag or, or what what triggers it. So I don't know. But uh, getting back to that ship, you know, is is the captain that comes with this bundle? Is he at least you know? Uh, a 19 or i imagine maybe no, a 10 or a three totally what 10. is he it's a three-point captain but oh, he, god does he have any know? special perks i don't, I don't even think they so. have any special perks there's no flares that go up or anything it's just a captain and they have a voiceover that's themed with the warhammer theme there's the two captains one for the chaos and one from the imperium at that point then what's the point just wait for the right. people to make the mod exactly. if that's what you want right that, you know and, somebody's and, gonna do it yeah, and if the if the captain was at least you know ten points, and had some flair, you know some of these unique captains that you get have those extra little perks on them. Yeah, then it at would least something then there. Make, yeah, I mean then it might make it worth and a 10 your money. Point captain, a ten point yeah. captain is worth a little bit of money anyway because they're pretty hard to get. Like that's a whole whack of XP you got to uh, pump into a captain to get them yes, up to ten sir. points. Yes, sir. Fifteen is even more. You can get him get him as a ten point, but it'll cost you hundred bucks. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, not going to happen. The only kind of and 179 will get you to 11 points in both ships. So that's what I'm saying. The pricing st- structure on it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Now, that is a, and I, that's a good segue into my topic, actually. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, do you think... I wasn't really going to go into the, the proper premium shop with the, the real cashola stuff. But do you guys think that the specifically the coal... Coal and steel ships. Do you guys think that they're too expensive? 
I'll, I'll shoot it out there and say steel, definitely too expensive, but I understand why uh, it, the original concept was it was something that you had to get in the clan battles in it, it to help promote that game mode to give you a currency that you could only get in that game mode. And so therefore it was really rare. And, and it really, for if you had one of the steel ships, it was accomplishment. I think they're a little bit too expensive. Coal, I think it's pretty spot on. Free XP ships, two million for a tier ten. Two million, one million. A lot. Yeah, that's a lot. One million for a tier nine. I I can see that. Two million, I think, is out of the ballpark. KJ, I can see you smirking through your one and a half million free XP. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I mean, but at the same time, that's a good point for a question. With you, with one and a half million free XP, would you dump two million free XP on the small under the Hayate? Maybe. I don't think it's necessarily worth it, but I might, depending why? upon well, what, not worth it? Or yeah, why? Why, why isn't it worth it? Well, I don't know. I would, I would have to do more research and see how the gameplay works with that ship as the way I like to play them. You know, okay, well then let me make it more of a blanket statement. Is 2 million free XP too much to... Is, is a tier 10 ship worth it at at 2 million free XP because also keep in mind think about how much free XP it takes to grind from tier 1 to tier 10 on a tech tree line it's like 800,000 or something 900,000 in some lines right what what, why is these tier 10 ships worth double that I don't necessarily think that they are worth double like instead of two maybe one and a half or one and three quarters maybe yeah i think because, that would be good because well, that, think, i mean think because, back to uh uh when the missouri and the musashi were around they were only seven hundred and fifty thousand. right now all the tier nines are a million right and, and now I, can, I think part of why i'm sorry to i'm sorry to kind of steal your thunder here but no you're good um, i think part of the reason why i know part of the reason why they made some of these so expensive was wargaming felt is the, how I'm going to say it. Wargaming felt that there were too many Missouris and too many Musashis, that it was too good of value. So they decided the, to up the price, which, eh. Regardless well, of that, 750,000 free XP is still a lot of money. Right. But, yeah, I mean, at the time, it was something when I picked them up is what I was really striving for. It's like, yeah, you got the Missouri. But when the Missouri come out, yes, it's the Missouri there's a lot of history there's a lot of everything behind it but at the time they had the credit boost on that thing and my god you run out there and even a crappy game and even if you didn't have a premium account you're clearing 500,000 credits yeah so wow. yeah it was worth going out and buying you know stocking everything you can to get that ship because yeah. even if you couldn't play it you could get the credits out of it is and that so ship the reason why you have so many credits that's one of the reasons but I don't play it a lot but that's that didn't hurt I mean because like I said I could go out and just sail around in circles and get out of the game and have like I said a half a million credits okay for, big for deal. those of you who <laughs> listening who don't know KJ's got like 180 something million credits uh, Mr. Moneybags over there yeah <laughs> only 180, no, you, 186 million come on and that's, that's down <laughs> 
it was almost 300 million and it's down so i'm working my way back oh, up oh god i'd love to have that problem man i'm 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 struggling to hit a million at the end of every night cuz i keep having to spend it on this ship to put all, put all my mods on and everything else so but uh, the 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 free but xp told you, stuff but you I, know but i've told you before if there was a way that we could do it in game i would have no problem dropping off you know a million two million three million credits and throwing a bank to give to people i would if the, if wargaming could do something like that for a clan base i would i would do it in a heartbeat as long as they there charge exorbitant interest rates so you can make money off of the clan mates. <laughs> so, yeah, we, well, I, I would, if anybody from Wargame is listening, do, do that. Put it in your clan base. Put a guild bank or clan bank that we can people well, can donate credits and to. The other, thing with that, the, new players. the other thing with that is that's already a thing with gold and coal and stuff. Right. So why not do it with credits? And, and better yeah. yet, better yet, beta test it with Wolfpack Alpha. We will be willing... <laughs> to be those guinea pigs for you, wargaming. <laughs> right, and that's and and as you know, cyber. That's why I have no problems doing like what I've already done for you and somebody else. I. It's not that I'm at a position that I can just do that for everybody, but at times I will do stuff like that because I know how difficult it is to get that and it's taken me a long time to get to there that's and like you even even you mr sock has, has mentioned is like well how do you sit there with how, how am i reserved to have a hundred million free xp sitting there well because i don't i don't i don't spend it on the next ship right away when I, I i play the ship for a while build up some of the xp and stuff and then if i don't do so well fine i'll free xp it i just don't free xp all the way through to me i guess i'm back from when I first started playing that that was the most valuable stuff you could have the free XP and the credits because you didn't have a lot at the beginning yeah it took forever I mean in tier 10 ships back in the days they you you lost or had a bad game in a tier 10 ship you would lose a half a million credits in yeah, a game if you didn't have an exceptional game you right. just didn't make money if if you did have an exceptional game it was a good day if you if you broke even yeah yeah so when they changed that that but i was still always in that same mindset of okay the credits and the xp is something i want to hang on to and use it sparingly it's like what i do with flags i use them really sparingly like i've got hundreds upon hundreds of all the flags just because i never use them because i save them for for either when i'm feeling like when i'm having a really like bang and bang on night and i'm having really good games or or if i need to try hard or, and i need to power grind a line or something right then i i have those resources available to burn rather than just using you don't use any of your economic flags rarely i i don't use well, them no wonder often. why you don't have any credits <laughs> i've got like 25 million i'm doing okay on credits right now i just i'd like to be back up above 60 again my goal is 100 million because i think that's wow. a nice a nice round number a nice buffer zone that I can buy all the things I need to buy. And I mean, the way that I'm playing right now, I'm making, with what I'm doing, playing basically nothing but premium ships, which I've afforded myself the luxury to do. a lot. Um, I'm making three, four million credits a night playing with you guys. So it's it really won't doesn't take that long to make credits if you have the ships for it. I understand people that don't have premium ships and no premium account making credits especially when you're trying to play high tier stuff is a real bear it's tough yes. trying to save up for a tier 10 when you're only making 10,000 credits a game 
Well, and there's my problem. I've got a, uh, I've got one premium that I really like to play that I do very well in, and I get a half a million credits pretty much every game. Sometimes I had one almost a million credits in the other night, and uh, that's the Jean Bard for those who haven't been listening. <laughs> but without that, I'm having to grind, you know, all these ships, and I have to have to go and spend a little doubloons to get a the what do they call it the premium camo on it so now it can you know yeah. reduce the amount of of after cost of the the battle because you run some a premium these, account though right most of the time yes sometimes it expires and you know i gotta get around to to upping that again yeah because i yeah. I, I gotta bring in the credits because <laughs> right now I, i'm struggling here's the thing i i told you guys i have unlocked four tier 10s currently i only own two tier 10s i can't afford to buy the venencia right now because i'm at three million credits and it's like 17 and a half or something like that and i've unlocked the republic as well but can't afford that either so and you're making good progress towards <laughs> yeah. the kremlin as well yes now, more yes i am to, so i mean that's going to be 45 million right there my god i, I ain't going to have that anytime soon and then when i do have 17 18 million I got to make a choice which one it's going to be. And now, do I really want to do it right now? Or do I want to be poor again? You know, because I've never once hit 25 million in my bank ever. Not once. Right. Now, going back a little bit before you uh, started talking and changing the subject. Sure. Um, back to the premium <laughs> account. Every year around Christmas, they discount a year of premium time by like 50%. And a year of premium is like 50 bucks. And that is actually genuinely an awesome deal. Okay, but yeah, but I agree, but dude. I agree. Okay, but you're not married, are you, Sock? Because uh, <laughs> I might make all the money in the household, but I don't get to spend all the money in the household. And and trying to convince the wifey that fifty bucks on a video game that's supposed to be a free to play. <laughs> kind of a hard sell so once in a while i'm able to get a little premium on a premium time on there usually once a month that's not a big deal you know but going any more than that saving for christmas i mean i had had a buddy of mine tell me that a long time ago save for the christmas containers well i'll tell you what i had a handful of them a handful of buddies you know gift a couple of them to me and i i put some money into them i unlocked God, I want to say 80 Christmas containers this last Christmas. I got a ton of flags. I got some doubloons. I got some other stuff. Not one ship. Not yeah. one. And yeah, I didn't so, get any ships this oh year either. God. I got some really good stuff this year, though, Talk on the same lines as that. I uh, I have, like, more camos than I know what to do with. I've got, like, 300 of the New Year streamer camos even now. I got yeah. so many of those. I got a couple of ships. Um, that's where I got the Sharnhorst. I got the Sharnhorst out of a container. Um, See, that that, that one I actually didn't pay for. That's got a funny story. I, I know I'm tangenting here, but a well, clan that, I used okay. to play in, a clan I used to play in, they did a contest, and whoever could do the most damage in a game uh, won five Christmas crates. And I, I guess because I'm a decent player, I got it. I was in my Alabama. I did 173,000 damage. It was my highest damage game at the time. Uh, this was almost three years ago. And uh, so I won the five Christmas crates and I actually got two ships out of it. I got the, uh, the Sharnhorst and the Ashitaka. Uh, I don't remember what the other rewards were, price of gold and 
and other stuff yeah. that's not really worth mentioning. Yeah, I would I would love to open a crate, even a super container. I, I've heard then that, that there's rumors sometimes you get a ship out of that, even if it's a tier two premium or something. The only yeah. time I actually got a premium that I didn't have to pay for is when I uh, the the Veterans Day thing came around and they said if you link your veterans status to the accounts, I forget how it went about it, and they'd give you a veterans flag and they gave you the what was a tier two Albany. And mm -hmm. I got that. So I, I proudly fly that veteran flag on most of my ships that can have more than two or three flags. I, I like to do that. that and, but the Albany, I, I almost never play. It just kind of sits there, you know, tier two. But, you know, it's, it's something. It's a fun boat to play. Yeah, it's at least something, you know. And, and that's one frustrating thing, too. I wanted to rewind back. We were talking about the Missouri. They've taken that out of the game, and I'm a little frustrated because I started playing. I took, you know, like a lot of people do due to burnout. We mentioned that before. Um, took a few months off, and I missed out on it. And yeah, the exact same thing happened it, with me. It needs to come back, or they need to put it in, in a bunch of crates or something where you can get it around Christmas. It's got to well, be available do. to people. Well, They do. It's well, in the Christmas crate. But the thing is, this goes back to the spend money to make money thing is the way that these drops work, the way the ship drops work, is the more common ships it will give you first. So essentially, the only way to get things like the Kronstadt, Missouri, Alaska, all the tier nine, and, tier 9 premiums is to have every other premium ship in the game. If you have every... So what, it, what it'll do is it will, it'll roll the dice and say it's going to give you... I don't know. The crazy it's going to give you... Let's say it's going to give you the West Virginia, you know, something decent, but you already have it. It's going to be like, okay, they already have that. It's not like in World of Tanks where you just get the gold value of it. It'll roll the dice again. It'll roll the dice again over and over until it gives you a ship that you don't have. No, but wait, they do say if you already have that ship in your port, you'll get the doubloons instead. Not in the Santa Crates. Santa Crates oh, are different. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but see, I yeah. did a whole bunch of those, and I, I, like I said, I got a whole lot of nothing out of them this time around. Maybe maybe I just got a blackball account where I, I'm not allowed to get that stuff no matter what I do. Maybe they know I I've got a stingy life, you know? I found that this year, most people just didn't get very lucky with the crates. They must have they must have done something to the algorithm to, that yeah. changed it. Yeah, I did, this year when I didn't get much of anything out of the crates, now the year before that, I've... Uh, what was it? I got the the Graf Zeppelin actually came out of one of the crates when they when they still had that pulled back, and that was one of the ships that I didn't really necessarily care about buying, but right, I got it. But <laughs> anyway, um, I believe we've been going for almost half an hour, so why don't we take the spirit of the Graf Zeppelin and uh, fly our way into our break? <laughs> We're actually over a half hour, but that's okay. We've got we we go off on tangents, and it's fun to talk about. So, yeah, let's do that. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back from the break, and in talking with these guys off air, I, I, I remembered that I didn't answer the question of whether steel or coal prices I thought were worth it. Um, myself, uh, you know, as I've stated, I'm kind of a poor player. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of stuck where I have to work my butt off to get all of this stuff. And I've been working my butt off to get a lot of coal, and I've been able to save, and that's how I unlocked the Jean Bart. Uh, quite a while back now when it was available and uh, that's been a great ship and I'm looking forward to 
purchasing another one with the coal. Coal has been really good. I think it's, I think it's a little steep, but at the same time, I think it's it, it's in a really good place, and I think it's it's right about where it should be. It should be a little bit steep. It should require you to play and be in the game and do your thing. Steel for me, however, uh, you know, I do have a good handful of it, being in clan wars in previous clans, but I don't have enough anywhere close to purchase a ship what i would like to see them do with the steel i think it's a little steep but i think that's for good reason what i would like to see in the uh in the steel is maybe make it available to if if i know i'm never going to be able to use the steel i'm never going to be able to get enough to burn that on a ship i'm never going to get to that level allow me to convert it like the other stuff let me convert that steel into coal or we already can you know something like that I, how I, i've you never can. found that uh i believe now it's in your wallet in there yeah you really? get 10 coal you get 10 coal for every steel well i might be able to buy another coal ship then tonight boys <laughs> all right how well. much steel do you have uh, oh god I, I i don't know off the top of my head and i try not to run the game because it makes sounds and then it goes into my my recorder yeah, and, and uh then that would screw up a show and i don't want to do that so but yeah i'll have to look then tonight that's that's something i was going to say it'd be great if i could just get rid of it because i'm never going to get to that level i mean they're what two hundred and twenty thousand steel or something for some of these ships my god i'm never going to get to that level or not no. you, you mean that you was mean coal. coal now coal i can do so yeah what was it 30 30 something like that Twenty-eight thousand, something like uh, that. Steel? i believe the most the most expensive one is the shikishima and it's thirty-two thousand steel okay well i typically am a battleship guy so i'm looking at those kind of ships and, and even the big cruisers uh, but those are those are a little spendy so yeah I, for, I, any, I'm, for anybody I'm sure. listening for anybody listening i would heartily recommend the Stalingrad as the first one that anybody gets because it's je definitely the most powerful. Well, and, and me and my love for the Russian ships, I mean, I'm, I'm really falling in love with the Ognavoy destroyer and I'm not a destroyer guy and I'm having good success with it now that I've learned a little bit of what I'm supposed to do in it and how I play it. Um, the Stalingrad was was on my list. It was It was at the top of the list. It was something I was really looking forward to when they started talking about it coming out. And when it came out and I looked at the price on it, I said, yeah, that's that's a pipe dream that's never going to happen. I'm just going to have to make my peace with it and never have that ship. So maybe at least I can buy something else with coal if I can convert that steel. So It really doesn't take too terribly long when if you get going at a decent clip in, in clan battles to, to get that coal. Because I did, in one of the other clans I was in, uh, I want to say like, maybe two seasons and like i said we didn't get super far but we clipped up enough coal i mean again that helped because we got the base sought out with getting or not coal but i'm sorry steel but that helped because we pushed everything we could before the clan battle started to get the the steel extra bonus done but it, it really didn't take that long and i was able to pick up uh, i forgot which ship it was i picked up at the time for for steel and i still i mean i don't have much left over but i still have some left over 
Well, and that would be great if I had a regular, normal, everyday schedule where I, I would able right. to get on at night. But the problem is I have a rotating schedule. Right. I'm not off until almost midnight every night, which doesn't allow me to get into a lot. I can get into a clan battle one day, one week, two days the next week, and then zero days for the next two yeah. two days or two weeks. So that really limits my ability to do that. So if I just I just have to make my peace with it, then I'm not going to get the steel that I need so maybe then I just have to say okay well if I can convert it now that I know that and that's good that we got that out because I'm sure there was others that didn't know this and uh, you know maybe I can turn it to coal and and, and buy something uh, pretty <laughs> right but I always think they've got the, the clan battles my personal opinion with the clan battles is the time is too short to actually do the battles because you're getting like four hours one or two days and then you're off which is fine and then one or two days but the start times on them for some people like if they live east coast time you know if you're in talking about united states wise east coast time eh, it's not too bad central time it's not too bad but on west coast time some of these people you know if they work nine to five for eight to six or nine to six or whatever they're getting out and the clan battles are you know getting close to being done well they don't have time to really not done but still in still in progress but they don't really have time to even come home kiss the wife say hi to the kids if they want to play they've got to get on right then and there to play yeah it does make it hard for a clan like us that have guys from all over the world and uh trying to get everybody on at the same time to do it you know guys in other right. countries that happen to play on the na server like we do may have to change their sleeping habits or or do something to to do that so i would really like it that you know if they do you know however many i mean they run a clan season for a couple of months two three months right it would right. be nice that you know they can run their system their four hours two days in a row then offer to what is it saturday sunday thursday wednesday thursday or something like that Maybe it would be nice in the final week or one of the first weeks or an addition somewhere in there where they changed it up just for the one week and they made it available every day from a, uh, you know, a set time to a set time, give a larger window. Um, but then again, that that really benefits those clans that are already at the top. But I mean, you know, for for those of us that don't care about being at the top all the time, you know, we, it gives us opportunity to have more people available to jump in and go, you know. Right. But I don't know if they're going to do it like they did. I remember one year they were trying to do it. and I think they did it, but I don't know how successful it was, was that um, you could actually play at different times for different on the different servers for the different times of the day so if you had more people that needed to be on like on a saturday morning or something well that would be like uh, uh another part of the world maybe uk or or the asian servers or something like that you could actually set your your clan up and join those and actually play in those if i remember correctly yeah, that would be kind of neat where, where your clan would be able to determine what's best for our clan and request this specific 
window and then you're assigned to a window based on that right. but but I, I already see an issue with that being that how many clans are going to take that same time you might be matched up with four other clans that took that same time slot and you got to play them over and over and over those same those same other four so that might make it a little difficult well, you, but it is wargaming they should be able to come up with something well you were playing on the like the the c server you were playing against other clans on the c server it wasn't just like north american doing it it was you were playing on the c server on their scheduled time frame Oh, okay. Well, I, so, I don't know. There's, there's something that they, they, it would be nice to look into because it is tough to get people all at the same time and in, in, you know, in with the rotating schedules that everybody right. has. And, and I'm okay with that. It, that that right. might mean that you know I get in every so often, but as long as I've got a number of guys in the clan that that are able to go and they, and they're going through it and, and doing okay or not, they're at least getting into them. You know, I don't have to play every every day. You know, as long as I'm available and I'm, I can fill in a spot here and there. That's great too. No, you know, no worries. All right. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and move on. We do have an email from a, a not a, not a caller, an emailer, <laughs> and uh, he's got some questions. So, Mr. Sock, you uh, available to read that for us? Yeah. So it was uh, sent in by a, one of uh, WPA's clan members. Um, Nimitz followed by some digits. I don't remember what they are. I don't. I don't have the actual email in front of me. I just have a copy of it that Cyber sent me. Nimitz zero sixty eight. Uh, thank you. Uh, so the email reads: I got really frustrated with DD play over the last night or two. There are several reasons that I have that I was perturbed. One. It seems like most players want their destroyers to spot targets, but they rarely fire at the destroyer that is spotted or the target that is the most threat to the DD doing the spotting. They fire at weak targets so they can get the easy kill. Two, we can all say that CVs are OP and there are just too many ships with radar these days, and to some extent that may be true. I decided I was going to dig into it and see if I could find a valid reason, other than my poor play, of why this seems to happen so often. I did a quick search and found that approximately 102 destroyers and destroyer escorts were sunk in the Second World War. That's almost four and a half times the amount of ships sunk over, over all the other classes of warships. So maybe World of Warships is going for a sense of realism. Now what am I going to do about it? The first thought that came to my mind was a phrase I heard somewhere, I am not going to cap. wonder where I've heard that before, KJ. What? I didn't say nothing. <laughs> it was a Good rough I night. It was a rough night. That's all it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was very rough. Anyway. Uh, Good idea, but my gameplay style would not allow me to do that. I also thought of selling all my destroyers. That's just irrational. Yes. Yes, it is, Nimitz. So I came up with a new plan. A new play style, if you will. What if you ride with the pack on the way to the cap, taking advantage of their AA cover as long as possible? It seems to be a sound course of action, but I know there are many players out there that will scream I need intelligence data. Generally, I think most players would be just pissed off. Well, I'll stop you right there. That is actually a gameplay style that is recommended for many destroyers. Um, initially, when this game first came out, there were two lines of destroyers. This is back when the Japanese and American destroyers were the only ones in the game. Um, at the time, the Japanese were considered to be, you know, they were the torpedo boats. You went out and you stayed unspotted and you got all the kills that way. The American line, on the other hand, 
they were intended to be played as escort destroyers, where you would play it exactly how you are uh, suggesting there, where you stick with your cruisers, you know, you stick with the mutual support, and you essentially you gunboat with everybody else. You don't really worry about staying unspotted. You torpedo when you have to, and when you when the opportunity presents itself. But primarily, you stick with your guns. And so that is actually that is already a playstyle. Now it is a playstyle that has somewhat been power crept over the years, in the sense that you know now we've got uh, much more powerful planes, we've got semi-armor piercing shells, we've got all this HE spam nowadays, and not to mention that people are a lot better at this game than they were five years ago. But let's finish off this email now. Even though I feel we don't get the support that we need to do our job efficiently, I'm just not that guy that says screw the team. I want my stats. So once I am safely at the cap with the help of my awesome teammates, then I can move out cautiously, carefully, and try to do the job that we were meant to do, all the while trying to maintain a closer distance to ships, especially with good anti-aircraft, and still do my job effectively. Thoughts? Well, I've already given some of my two cents on it, but before I move, before I say anything else, I want to give you guys a chance to jump in. Okay, I'll jump in. Um, there already is, uh, like Sock mentioned, a playstyle. And I learned how to do it by playing the European and the French destroyers. I didn't have any luck with the French destroyers. The European ones and I, we, we clicked really good. But you don't have any smoke, with the exception of a couple of the, the premium gimmicks that I'm going to throw out there. Um, uh, you have the Europeans that uh, they don't have the smoke. And so you had to learn that play style, which is stick with the pack, move in. Uh, and and move forward so that's how i got around it and of course that came with that's a benefit of coming with the new line that has coming out so i've learned how to grow with the play style of the nation tree um but that's that play style that the uh e email that nimitz sent in uh, is very much the same as the new nations where you don't have smoke you don't have the luxury of sneaking and peeking and, and popping off torpedoes you you have to learn how to how to gun gun with the pack move in when you have the opportunity do some spotting but you also have to learn when to withdraw because you don't have that smoke screen and of course as we all know is when we get up into those higher tiers smoke screen is still kind of a moot point when you've got all that radar and aircraft etc coming back at you anyway so is going back to the original uh, uh, email, I am all for that play style. There is absolutely nothing wrong. In fact, I would rather my DDs, uh, my destroyer captains, hang back, play cautious. We don't have the grab the cap within the first 30 seconds. Play cautious because I would rather have them around so that when you start getting into the mid game, into the late game, we have those destroyers that are now able to push in there a lot uh, with that concealment and, and, and you could very easily uh, get your caps back and you'll find that your win rate will go uh, uh, up when, when you employ that tactic. KJ? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally get that, but I guess I still have the old mentality with the DDs, but again, I play most of the Japanese line primarily the shimikaze especially up up in the top of tiers i just love the boat it's been a fun boat it was one of the ones i shot for to go up through that tree to get it um yeah it's been power crept a lot of its sellability i guess you could say has been taken away from it because it had the 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 stealth it had the the hard-hitting long-range torpedoes that couldn't be spotted until it was too late so they you know they nerfed all that the guns themselves aren't 
great. They do okay, but they're not great. Uh, but I still have that mentality of when I drive that boat, get up there, get the caps, get the spots, do everything you can, try to find everybody as quickly as possible to a certain degree. <clears throat> but again, I do. that's how I play it when I play randoms. Now, when I'm playing in clan battles or anything like that, I'm a totally different player because I'm a lot more cautious. I know what's at stake. It's not that I don't care about the, the random game that I'm in. I do care and I want my team to win and I do get frustrated when we don't or if I play well or whatever. But my mentality changes when I'm more of that. So for me, playing is this way. This is a lot of times when I'm in the randoms. Yes, I throw caution to the wind. I get out there and I do stuff. But a lot of it's also because I'm trying different things. I want to see what happens. And yes, I do get frustrated that I can't drive more than a half a kilometer from the starting point and get and get lit up by the radar that's all over the place or get lit up by the by the carriers. I mean, you know, the other night as this is alluding to about I'm not going to cap, I didn't cap that match but yet i got wiped out by the carrier for the most part because he came across me and yes i had AA support but it didn't matter as we all know if a carrier wants you dead you're dead <laughs> i think we should probably clarify kj was the one who had, who originally said it quotes i'm not gonna cap exactly <laughs> yeah he had enough cap. at that point <laughs> Well, that was like the third game in a row that I had gotten in there and was trying to do my job and got lit up. And yeah, it's we've all had those nights. Um, but like I said, I, I enjoy doing it. I, you know, when I play some of the other lines, when I play the French lines or the Russian lines or all that, I play it a little differently because I already know that those are more of gunships. Um, I don't have the Kitakaze yet, so I'm, I'm worked, working my way on, on that side for the Japanese line because I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. Um, but, you know, as, as I look at it, the Shimakaze is supposed to be the stealth boat. And even though I've tried to change my, my thing and, okay, I'm not going to cap, I'm just going to go out wide and, and try to find everybody. Well, that works to a certain degree too, but then I get spotted by carriers or radar and then I get blown out and, well, the cycle repeats itself. So. <laughs> Well, I, I, I think... Go ahead, Mando. Oh, I was going to just real quickly say that goes back to my whole point of I would rather have my destroyer captains play back a little bit, be a little bit more cautious, and then as the early game is over with, we start getting into the mid-game, now send your Shimakaze out there and, and send that player out there and start hunting down those lone you know battleships that have been separated from the pack. I've got zero issues with, with destroyer players hold back for a little bit i'd rather have them live okay well it, it seems listening to both you guys that i'm going to have a hybrid answer here then then kind of pull the two of you in um that works yeah it, it kind of does it, it works out well now i will say flat out i'm a battleship main uh with a, a heavy dose of cruiser and almost non-existent dd player I have started and I have played a little bit of them and, and tried and I've been frustrated and I've been trying all these different lines. I've got into the, the end of the French line way down a tier five and going to work my way up there. But I found success with the gunships out of uh, Germany and Russia. And it's, I, I believe really your best bet is to look at your ship. If you're running a Japanese ship like the Shimikaze, as KJ mentioned, if you're running a ship like that that's designed to have 
unbelievably good torps but not the best guns then maybe you've got really good stealth on it maybe you can maybe you can just outfit your captain to benefit that maybe you can work around and get concealment uh, uh expert on that uh captain build and really you know you can probably still you know try for the caps but you're gonna have to be very careful and watch if you've got a cv in the game you're gonna have to watch if he's coming towards your cap if he's coming nearby pay attention to your detectability by air and try to stay out of that bubble and uh, I would say still go for the caps if you're in that type of a ship. Now, if you're in a gunship, you know, uh, American destroyers, German, uh, Russian line, if you're going to be in a gunship like that, I would suggest hang back. And who gives a damn what anybody says and who else is screaming? Tune them out. Turn that chat off. Don't listen to them. As long as you're out there doing your thing, you're hanging with the battleships, you're getting a ton of cover. Uh, I will always say this. If, if a DD is running next to my John Bart, he is untouchable, period. That John Bart with that AA build will mow any aircraft out of the sky, period. And DDs will be plenty safe around that John Bart. Problem is, you're going to be having to run at about quarter to, well, probably a half to three-quarter power to stay at, at my speed and be watching as I shift gears and stay nearby until you find it a good idea to take off and go out and chase something and do what you need to do and in that case i would i would say absolutely do that and, and that might be working good for you now like i said i've had a lot of success lately in the ognavoy which is a tier 8 russian ship uh dd and i found that in the games that i last to the end we win more if a dd lasts till the end of the game you have a dd the, a lot of dds rush out and get popped get taken out quick the shimmies not so much because they're really stealthy and they're pretty sneaky little buggers out there they're hard to find they're hard to hard to see and there's torps always coming up. seems like there's a wall of torps when they kick them out and it seems like they kick them out far too often but that being said if if you're in a, a, a dd it's probably a good idea especially in a gunship to take your time work the angles work with your other ships gain a little cover especially in a cv match maybe if you don't have a cv out there you know maybe poke around hide behind an island you know get some spotting at least for your team wait for all the ships to be spotted so you know what you're dealing with and then move in and that way you can move in cautiously maybe grab a cap and maybe be able to catch another dd you're in a gunship you probably outmatch him with your guns you can probably burn him down or ap him down fairly quickly and as long as you're watching for his torps you should be all right and if you last to the end of the game you're going to benefit your team and i think at the end of it no matter how much they were yelling and screaming at you they're going to be cheering because you won the match and everybody gets a win on your team so I think it has a lot to do with the DD that you're in. So pay attention to that and, and you know, adjust your gameplay to it. Like like uh, Sock mentioned that, you know, back in the in the day, the, uh, the American ships were predominantly set up as gunships and were, were carrier or uh, cruiser escorts and, and other ship escorts. And they stuck back a little bit where the Japanese were out running around grabbing caps. And... Uh, Maybe if you play with that concept, the gunships stick back a little bit, the uh, the torp boats run out and, and do what they can do, 
maybe you'll find a, a little bit better play style. I have very uh, done very well in the Ognavoy with that concept. I've hung back and I've lasted the game and I've been able to help burn down targets. I've been able to keep them spotted and I've been doing a lot of a lot of successful things that way. So I've been very happy with that. So hopefully that answers your email. Sock, did you have anything more to add to that? You know, I think we've pretty much covered it all. We're also running out of time for tonight. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Um, any parting shots from any of you guys? Uh, Want to say anything on the, uh, before we close out for the evening? One last parting shot, and and Cyber can can we talk? Can we talk for a second? We're gonna talk. I'm okay. gonna set you up a GoFundMe for in-game ship credits so that we can get you up through the ranks a lot quicker so no i'm i'm kidding around that was going to be my parting shot for the night okay that's fun though i, I enjoy i enjoy the humor in that but you know yeah yeah I, I'll, I'm, I'm doing all right i'm i'm taking my time i'm doing the best i can and uh, i'll get there i'm not in any hurry and there's there's plenty of game yet to be played so i'll be all right and they'll they'll bring out more boats yeah there's always more to spend on uh kj any parting shots uh not much i can think of right now just uh hope everybody's staying safe out there in these crazy times especially for the two of you with your 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 your, your yeah excuse me your profession uh, but i do i hope you guys are staying safe mr sock hope you're staying safe as well because like i said just some crazy times right now so my hat's off to you guys all right, Sock, you got any parting shots? No, sir. Not tonight. Really? You're not going to take that opportunity to pimp the stream one last time? Really? Really? I could. Well, well, well go ahead. Hit it, man. This, this is the time. Parting shot. Pimp the stream. <laughs> you can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash boostersock97. I try to stream at least once a week, usually on Tuesday nights. But, um, you know, give it a follow and you'll get a notification when I go live. I try to leave at least 10 minutes of the intro splash screen going before I actually start talking and doing stuff to give people who are going to watch a chance to start watching. I try to keep pay attention to the chat as much as I can to keep up with what people are saying and try to interact as much as I can. And I hope to see some of you people there. Yeah, and, and it's a really good stream to watch because a lot of times he's got us in it and you can see how terrible we play. So come over and join the clan. We need your help. <laughs> anyway. say, what, a, what a recruiting tool that is. Yeah, I know, I know. I really are. I really <laughs> sold the clan to everybody right there, didn't I? Uh, yeah. yeah. What a great recruiting strategy that is. Come watch somebody <laughs> in another clan play with us and see how bad we are. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, whatever. I'm not the best recruiter in the world, but we have fun, and that's really what it's all about. So, That's um, what matters. Absolutely. Well, everybody, th thanks for listening to Episode 3. Uh, we, we will be back again next week with another, uh, well, Episode 4, and uh, hit you with another, uh, another dose of the full broadside. Once again, everybody, have a good night. Take care of out there with, with all the stuff that's going on. Stay safe. And uh, watch out for those destroyers, man. <laughs> Have a good night. Take care.
All music used in this podcast was provided by Joseph McDade. Find him at josephmcdade.com.